Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey guys, I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're going to get raw and real today, answering some of very important dating questions that you may have. My special guest today is New York's dating and relationship expert and co-founder of matchmaking service Platinum Pois, Rory Sassoon. Hi, Rory. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. Now, Rory has recently released a book titled The Art of the Date, and she was on three seasons of The Real Housewives of New York. She's got a new podcast out called Raw with Rory that you should definitely check out for some unfiltered advice about dating and sex. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about all things dating related. You're going to get advice from two top matchmakers, myself, of course, and Rory, What does dating look like today from how to maintain healthy long-distance relationships, navigating dating and sex during the pandemic, how to set realistic expectations for yourself in order to be more successful in your love life, and so much more. All right. Hi. Welcome to the show, Rory. Laura, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited for you to be here, too. So let's talk about your new podcast. We'll start that again. So let's talk about your new podcast. How's that going? Laura, like I was saying before, when you and I chatted for a little bit, it is really so much fun. Um, it first is, of all, right? I to, yes, I get to interview, you know, celebrities and get their take on relationships, particularly their relationships. That's interesting. Well, let's talk about your experience on The Real Housewives of New York. So what's it like for celebrities dating? Like, what kind of challenges are they facing? Well, you know, it's interesting, and it is a little bit of a catch-22 for a woman more than a man, because mm-hmm. a lot of times these celebrities want to date guys who are successful, and with success, successful. a lot of times, yes, and, and what comes along with that is privacy. Now, sweetheart, if you're a reality TV star, that is the last thing that you're going to be ordering up on the menu because, <laughs> you know, when you sign up for a reality, you know, TV uh, spot, right, you're, you're signing up to be on page six. Like, that's good what's going to happen to you. For those of you in Toronto who don't know page six, it is gossip, gossip, gossip all day and all night. And as a New Yorker, like, people live for that. Right. And you're dealing with people from New York, and there are a lot more millionaires in New York City than there are in all of Canada, I think. (laughs) And I'm assuming that these celebrities, they're not even going to look at you unless you make quite a bit of money. Am I right in saying that? Well, you know, it's funny because it really depends on the person. You know, obviously, you know, a lot of times women want to be with someone who brings what they bring to the table. Or more, right, yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, what's been a challenge for me on The Real Housewives is that their expectations are a little crazy. For example, you know, I I love Ramona. I've helped Ramona. I work with Ramona and I adore her. But sometimes, you know, what do I mean by crazy expectations? And you know this going in as well, you know, Laura, that, you know, she's a woman who's 63, maybe turning 64 this year. And she looks incredible and she looks amazing. But the bottom line is that she really wanted to date someone who was in their 50s. And a lot of these guys would look at me and be like, hey, that's great. But like, I can date someone in their 30s or 40s. Why do I want to date someone in their 60s? So that's not a realistic, um, unless 
a realistic, realistic expectation unless there's going to be a trade-off, meaning you'll date the guy who's in his 50s, Ramona, but, you know, he might not be the guy that you really do want to date. Yeah. He, come he might not make as much lifestyle. lifestyle. Right. He right. might not make as much money as you want him to make. Exactly. So, yeah, I know. I know that very, very well. Trust me. <laughs> so according to TravelChannel.com, New York is considered to be the hot spot for singles and has been ranked one of the top cities for dating. Now, data from the American Community Survey found that there are 230,000 more single women than men in New York City. So how have you found this has affected the dating dynamic in New York in general? Well, it's definitely true, and it's a challenge, meaning for a guy who, who even let's say in my service, when a guy comes and he joins the service, we charge a man more than we charge a, women, a woman because a man has the opportunity to ask a woman out on a date. So if he wanted to go on a date a week, he could. You know, a woman has to be asked. So the fact that they have so much more choice, it's almost like it's not even fair, but that is the, the statistics that you had just said to me are correct. And, you know, what's so interesting that you, uh, about that is that I feel that here in Canada, in Toronto, more women will spend money on a matchmaking service than a man. There are some <laughs> men that will spend the money, but... Primarily, those men are looking for, you know, somebody 20 years younger, and they're very specific about what they're looking for, and, and we do get those guys, but I feel that there are a lot more women in the dating pool, a lot more women ready to invest in their love life than, than the men. So that's interesting. I, I, I see that too, but that's the silver lining for us, you know, throughout this pandemic where a lot of men have reached out to me and said, you know what, this sucks. I don't want to be lonely, quarantined by myself or quarantined like with just another random person. Like this is not fun for me. I really, I think that it, it, like people would say we're in a reset. Completely we're in a reset. And for relationships, we're in a reset because I've had these wealthy, you know, guys who've come in who wanted to join, didn't, wasn't sure if they were going to join, thought that, you know, they can get any girl they want where they're like, you know what? I don't want to be alone. This sucks. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Now, women asking men out on dates can be taken as aggressive, maybe desperate and masculine and signify a loss of power. How do you feel about women being assertive and asking men out on dates? What's your take on that? So I can go from, and I've, and I've been married for a long time. I've been married for 20 years. Um, Amazing. So you know how to have a a successful relationship. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. And I've been through relationships before where they were unsuccessful. I, you know, I've been married once before uh, when I was very young at like 20, well, like 22 and uh, divorced at 25. And I have a 24 year old son from that marriage. So definitely I learned a couple of things. Um, But, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think that you know, I interviewed David Charvet. If you re- do, you remember who that is? He I did, and I saw the interview. It was very good. Thank you. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's adorable, and you know, he said, "What does he really love in a woman that almost he can't resist if she has it?" Because that was one of the questions I asked. And he said, "Rory, it's confidence, confidence." And I believe with confidence there is no competition. Meaning, if you feel comfortable enough and you have a rapport with a man that you're interested in, and you know, there's no problem to pursue it in a way that's being flirtatious and I would say cute, where you're not giving it up all the way up front of being, and asking him out on a date, but finding either a genuine compliment, 
making a comment like, oh, maybe we should, you know, have a drink sometime. Like, if he says no, he says no. If he doesn't follow up, he doesn't follow up. But if you want to put yourself out there and you feel comfortable and confident in your own skin, I think you should go for it. You never know what can happen. And this David guy, is he single? He is single. He's 48. He's divorced. Yes, and he has two kids. He's adorable. I'm a Toronto celebrity. <laughs> Set him up with me. <laughs> okay, so, and, and my take on this is I don't see a big issue with it. It all depends on the purpose and situation. And you would be surprised to know that a lot of men are very open to it. I've had several discussions with men on this very, very topic. And some men are very shy and introverted. And some women are attracted to those types of guys. So in this case, it's okay and on the other hand, if you're more attracted to a strong, confident, outgoing guy, maybe with a little ego, we'll throw that in there, then, um, <laughs> then no way. Uh, I, I don't think that you should be doing the asking, you know, because a guy might be put off by that. But, right. And sometimes, like you said before, if they feel emasculated, it could be, you know, a turn off to them. I, like I said, I know how I feel. I feel a lot of times, and I guess I'm old-fashioned in that way, I like, I like when I'm pursued by a man. I like it too, but, you know, when I was younger, I used to pursue guys, I'm not going to lie, and I often got the guy. But I think it was because I wasn't in a great place myself, so I was, I was probably mm-hmm. dating down because I didn't feel that great about myself, right? So I would go after these guys where it was, it was easy to, to hook them rather than, you know, going after what I really deserved. But maybe I didn't deserve that at that time. But I do now because I'm in a really good place and I get myself, I know myself, I know who I am, and I know what I have to offer. Well, so let's, awesome. talk, <laughs> let's talk about, uh, let's give advice for those reentering the dating scene during COVID. So... Divorce has been on the rise since the start of COVID-19 with people being confined to their homes. Now, for those who are trying to re-enter the dating scene right now, it might be difficult navigating their way around. So what advice can we give them? So we'll start with you. What advice can you give them? You know, now I think is the time to also, this is opportunity. I feel like people are more serious. Like I said before, they Mm. they, they want to reset. They want to meet someone. Put yourself out there, however that is that you feel comfortable, whether it's you going on a dating app, whether it's you telling friends that, you know, you're interested, whether it's finding something that you're passionate about and joining that charity or that group, whatever it is. But what you think about, Laura, you bring about in life. Yeah, and I would say, too, is if you are having conversations with people online, make sure you hop on a video call with them. I'm a huge fan of video chat. Have you learned anything about that or your clients using video chat? Because I think it's it's a great tool and it's a great way to to, to uh, just to eliminate wasting so much of your time on these apps because I'm sure you don't have experience with the apps because you've been married for 20 years. But you I know what? We're going to... So many stories. You've heard stories, but you haven't done it yourself. But we're going to continue this conversation because we need to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Rory Sassoon. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. 
on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, we're talking to Rory Sassoon. She was on three seasons of The Real Housewives of New York. She's got a new podcast called Raw with Rory that you should definitely check out for some unfiltered advice about dating and sex. And we're talking about dating and sex today, actually. (laughs) Sex tends to come up a lot on the show. Uh, So before the break, I was asking Rory her advice on people re-entering the dating scene right now um, and what that will look like and any advice that that she could give them. And so I was putting my my little two cents in there and I was suggesting hopping on a video call because I'm a huge fan of video chat. And Rory, like, so I was asking you, are a lot of your clients using the video chat options that are out there right now, like Zoom and FaceTime and that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, it is a huge, you know, it's, 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 it's really helpful, actually. It's a great tool that it's helped us, you know, be able to create connections during this COVID crisis because I had a lot of people as I'm sure you know, that couldn't meet in person, right? Because everybody was on like some sort of lockdown or quarantine. But at the end of the day, like we, they were starving for human connection. And I was like, listen, guys, this is the time to kick it into FaceTime and Zoom and have those dates and meet those people. And why waste time? This is, like I said, this is an opportunity. Yeah, or hop on some some phone calls. Some people aren't, aren't okay with, with the video component because they didn't grow up with video and they feel self-conscious they they feel like they look dorky they're unsure of themselves well they need to well they need to you know let's say make an effort just yeah, with the like time of, right like okay like maybe you're not going and meeting at your local bar but who cares hop in the shower get your hair done put on like a classy sexy little you know top and a pair of jeans and have fun Mm-hmm. And I think, too, um, really qualify someone before you decide to meet them in person, right? Because you're not going to want to meet oh, everyone in person. And, and hopping on a video call or some phone calls beforehand will really help you qualify this person. Do you think this person is worth the risk of going out and meeting them? And not that you really have to get too close to them on the first initial uh, meet, but, you know, down the road, eventually that's going to happen, right? Yeah, and you know what also is interesting, like when, let's say you're on a video call with someone, right, and here you are, you're meeting this person, you can kind of also get a glimpse into their, into their space. You know, are they a clean person? Are they, you know, what is their, what is their home look like? It's, it's interesting because that's important when you're dating someone. Yeah, but that doesn't always work, Rory, because like sometimes when I go on a video call, I will clean up my area. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I'm wearing a nice top from the waist up, you know, and everything else. <laughs> it's like the whole house is a well, disaster. <laughs> well, it's like, at least, you, like you said, you get to have a glimpse, and it's what they yeah. say. And it's like the eye contact for as best as you can via FaceTime or Zoom. Um, but hopefully, if you're a smart person and, you, you know, you get, you get a vibe. You know, you can be like, I really enjoyed seeing to this person. It went by so quickly. I could talk to them forever then that's like there's somewhere to go from there. But if you yeah. were like, oh, whatever, I couldn't wait to finish this call because, you know, this is boring or this is just not my type of person or for some reason you just get grossed out really quickly. Yeah. You know what? You didn't have to waste your time or your money. Really get a real sense of their personality, what their smile is like. They have that twinkle mm-hmm. in their eye. I totally get it. I've done it a couple times. Or, 
experience with it. Well, to me, good teeth is important. Like, you need to have good teeth. So at least if I can see that on FaceTime, right, at least I, I, I was like, okay, you know, that might be a deal breaker for me if they don't have nice teeth. But nice teeth doesn't always mean they have to be perfectly, perfectly straight. doesn't necessarily mean that. But they should no, be. No, you know, it they doesn't. Should be, they should be clean and white. Yeah. Exactly. Whiten them for sure. Okay, so we're in this whole new dating world today with Corona in the midst and uh, more people online, and it's inevitable that more people are going to be meeting potential partners that live in different areas and parts of the country. So that you know, show the 90-day fiance is a great example of that. Let's, let's talk more about how people can navigate long-distance relationships if they're currently in one themselves. So what tips can we give our listeners on how to make it work? We'll start with you. Well, I think scheduling is so important. You know, I'm sure both people have busy lives and, you know, if if there's somebody that has children or someone that doesn't, be able to know that you can schedule the call. Obviously, you would love to see the person, you know, that comes next once, you know, we get back to some kind of normal here. Um, But I think like having respect for someone's time and someone's schedule is, you know, definitely the way to go because when you're in a relationship, hopefully, right, you're excited to see that person and talk to that person. And so what I suggest is, first off, you want to try and stay positive and keep in mind that while social distancing might be difficult and frustrating, it's not going to be a forever thing. So you, you want to adopt it's that it's, it is what it is mindset. So you want to keep the lines of communication open. You want to talk about things, talk about your feelings. That'll help bring you closer together. You want to learn to appreciate the little things and think if you, you know, if you can make through it, uh, through this, if you can make it through this, then you can make it through anything. So you want to talk about the future even. You want to get connected. Show your face a lot. We were just talking about that using video dating. Virtual dates can help you get more creative and, and really help you learn more about your partner and the activities that you enjoy. And this is cute. Send cute, inexpensive gifts. These little caring acts have a, a big impact and have the power to redirect your mind away from what's really missing in your life. So those are my tips. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Or? Yeah, you know, I think like also I'm a very big believer in um, love languages. You know, have you yeah, ever read that too. book? Love Languages? Yay! I love that book by Gary Chapman. And, you know, I, I think it's important like in, in relationships today going forward, I think it's fun for both, you know, the couple to, you know, read that book and identify what their love language is. Because I know for me, like my love language is physical touch. That's number one for me. Yeah. And mine is acts of service too. I have two real. So, you know, so that's like, right. And that's really, it's like, let's say I love physical touch and I love, you know, um, you know, quality time with the person. So from like, like you said, everybody should know their love language. First of all, it's a great thing to bond over and connect Mm -hmm. And it also helps you really understand that person because if you don't have the same love language in in order of like one to five, at least you can talk about like why or how or also just be, you know, in the know of what makes that person tick. Yeah, so a love language for those listening is what one needs and wants from a relationship to get to feel love from that relationship. I actually wrote about the love languages in my book, Single in the City. Um, and I'm a, a firm.
firm believer. I love the love languages as well. And back, and I look back at some of my relationships when I had no clue what love languages were, and I know why they they didn't work out. You know, they, I dated a guy who didn't want to be touched, and I love physical touch is my number one as well, Rory. And I would go and try to kiss him, and he'd like he shoo me away, like get off me, get off me. And it, it, I I got so re- I was so resentful towards him. You know, by the end of it, I was like, I hate this guy, you know, like here I am trying to give him affection and he doesn't want it, but that wasn't his love language. So we weren't a match from the beginning. We shouldn't have been together, period. Right. Exactly. No, it also makes you feel like, like you said, by the end you were resentful because you felt like a sense of rejection and maybe that's what he was trying to do. You know, we all get in our own heads that way. And that's why, like like you said, long-distance relationships are definitely um, challenging. But like you said before, if you can get through that, you can get through anything. And I think that's what this quarantining period has helped, you know, some people who were starting a relationship. And like you said, having something to look forward to and making future plans is so great that if you can, if that's what came out of quarantine and this pandemic, then good for you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about one of my favorite subjects on the show is sex. Yay. So let's talk about the consequences of sex early on in a relationship. So dating mm-hmm. during COVID hasn't been easy. We know that. But one of the things that I can say that's positive, if that's even possible, I mean, is that people are having deeper conversations over message or video chat without the stress of having sex early on in a relationship. Now, I feel that too many women give it up too early on and they get emotionally attached after sex, uh, more so than the men do. Now, if you're looking for a serious relationship, I'm a firm believer that you should resist the urge to jump in the sack too early on without the sign of any commitment. Make them work for it. Rory. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yep. Thank you. Or you ding, and ding, I are ding, 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 ding. the same language. Yep. All right. I mean, listen, I always say if you want a phone call in the morning, if you want a phone call in the morning after it's all over, you need to have that discussion to know, hi, um, we're sleeping together. Are you sleeping with anyone else? Because if you are not interested, you know, that conversation should happen. And that's why there should be an emotional connection before a physical one. Mm-hmm. And another thing to keep in mind is having sex before you're ready means you disrespected yourself, I think. I mean, if you're ready for it, that's fine. But if you're not ready for it, it's a, it's, yeah, that's what I think. And you, you usually you feel shitty, you're uncertain, you wonder if they're judging you, and then this can lead to needy behavior. And neediness happens because you lost your own validation, and now you're trying mm-hmm. to regain your self-esteem by getting validation from somebody else. You know, Laura, I, I, I mentioned this in my book, and I'm quoted to say, if you want to be respected, be respectable. So you have to really, that. like, be able to be, you know, kind of like the boss of your own yeah, life. Set your boundaries right? on in a relationship. Exactly. Right, yeah. That's awesome. I, I need to, I haven't had a chance to read your book, but I'd love to pick up a copy and read it for sure. But we need to take a break right now. (laughs) We need to take a break. Uh, And when we come back, we're going to discuss uh, expectations when it comes to dating and so much more with Rory Sassoon. We'll be back.
Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This is the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca, a New York City's dating and relationship expert and author of The Art of the Date. Rory Sassoon is chatting with me today. We're answering some very important dating questions uh, a lot of you at home may have. So before the break, we were talking about sex. Yes, sex and the consequences of sex early on in a relationship. I want to continue with that conversation a little bit more. Um, And here, I'll throw this question in for you for fun. Okay, so Canada's Chief Public Health Officer, Dr. Teresa Tam, has issued a statement regarding sex during COVID-19. She stated that we should be wearing masks during sex with people outside of our bubble to keep ourselves safe. Rory, what do you think about this? Are people wearing masks? I can't breathe. Imagine breathing. Imagine masking it up during sex. It's like, I mean, come on. At that point, that's just like... No bueno. It's like giving me pizza that's bad. Like, I just, how do you not love pizza? Pizza, like, everybody loves. And as far as sex is concerned, come on. Like, first of all, I would not be having sex with someone that I didn't feel like is really in my bubble. Like, I'm really comfortable with them. Um, It's not, it's not something that I would do. You know, not for anything, but, like, we know how intimate kissing is during sex. Mm -hmm. What the hell are we doing with that, with a mask? How are we doing that? I don't know. I guess some people just want that instant gratification. (laughs) So I don't feel that most people will be wearing masks. I ran a poll on my Instagram and I had about 200 people uh, reach out and I think 75 or 76% said no way. But there was that 24% that said that they would wear a mask during sex. So but I think too, if you want, if you meet someone new and that it's wonderful, and you want to take things to the next level, what's the harm in like? There's no harm in getting tested. You can both go get tested. It's like it's like the, like Corona is like the new STD test. Like, let's know do we have it or not, and if we do, how do we handle it and move on? Yeah. And so, do you have any advice, uh, or what advice are you offering your clients on on how to stay safe while dating in the pandemic? if any. So my advice would be really, like I said, develop the emotional connection first. See mm-hmm. if, if this, this relationship can go the distance. And like I said, it is a good idea that when you decide to meet in person and you feel like this chemistry and you definitely feel attracted to that person, be responsible about that. Either you know, get tested before, know that you've been safe and take it from there because Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And, and, and listen, if you end up having, you know, COVID, which I ended up having it in April, lucky for me, like I'm saying, this is not everybody. I'm, I'm a healthy person and I had it. But I have to say, Laura, the flu was way worse than Corona. You actually had it? Yeah, I did. And that's why I'm saying to you, like, be, you know, people who are dating, be responsible. If you feel like you want to, like, get physical with that person, get tested. And, and, and both people should feel comfortable to be able to go, you know, to the next step, which is sex and how much fun that could be. And, you know, that's what we need to do. So, oh, so you had it and you found that the flu was worse? Oh, way worse. Oh, my. But for some people, it's the opposite. So I don't, I, I, yeah, I, my friend's daughter just recently, she was, she's 18, and she said, Laura, it's just like mm-hmm. the flu. 
but I guess for some people, it, they're not as lucky. So I think... You know, that's what it my, is. Yeah, you don't know because it's such right. a... And, and for people have, seen before. Yeah, like I have to be careful because my sister is immunocompromised and my parents are elderly, so that's why I'm a little bit more mm-hmm. careful. But, um, yeah, and so, again, qualifying these people before you meet them. Very important. So let's talk about expectations when it comes to dating. So... With all my dating platforms, it's, it's easier to date multiple people at once. So what are your thoughts on dating multiple people at once? And I mean truly dating multiple people at once, like, like having sex with multiple people. Do you, like I think you mentioned this before, you think that you should tell them that you're having sex with multiple people and then let that person make a decision whether or not they want to continue dating you or not. Agreed? Yeah, agreed. I mean, listen, I can tell you, you know, like where, from, even from my clients right now who are dating, you know, they, once they're having sex, they don't feel comfortable having sex with multiple people. They're having sex, usually it's with one person, the person that they're dating, and they would hope that this relationship could go the distance. I mean, I would feel pretty crappy. Like I said before, um, I was going to sleep with a guy. Like if he's sleeping with other people, that just wouldn't fly for me. That's my expectation. And I would, yeah. And and, and I would want to be, you know, in a sense, faithful, you know, and be with that one person and see where it goes. But that's where, you know, a lot of times men, women get a bad rap for saying they're using sex as a weapon. And I don't really feel that that's fair because, if we're not comfortable having sex with multiple people and we view sex as something that has to be earned, right, on, on, on both ends, and we feel like we've developed this, you know, emotional connection, which is now leading to the physical stuff, I don't want, I personally don't feel comfortable to be with more people than the person that I'm dating. And I would hope it would be the same for the guy. Now, and I think it's okay to ask someone else if they're dating multiple people. You can ask them. There's no harm in that. You agree with that, Rory? I totally agree with that. I think, listen, be a straight shooter. And, you know, from the get-go, you won't be disappointed, at least, obviously, if the person's being honest. Now, what if this person says, yes, I am, you know, dating multiple people, but I'm not having sex with them all, just having sex with you, but I still want to, you know, date other people. (laughs) Is that a bad sign? That wouldn't... Yeah, that's a bad sign. Yeah, for me, that's, that's like, if you're just not into me, like, I'm so sorry, but that's not going to fly for me because that right then and there was a feeling in a sense like I'm not enough for you. And if I'm not enough, honey, this is not going to work. Right. Yeah. They almost need to um, respect you. And that's not being mm-hmm. respectful when you're dating other people. And you're right. If somebody likes you, you're going to know that they like you. They're going to put the time and energy into you. They're going to introduce you to their friends. They're going to call you. They're going to text you. They're not going to go a week without texting you or calling you. And if they do, then they're just not that into you. And, you know, we tend to make excuses for people. And I I was in that boat myself, you know, making it, well, no, you know, they're this, they're that, they're not really ready. Well, then they're not, if they're not ready, then move on and open yourself right. up to love somewhere else because you're not going to find somebody stuck on somebody who's not giving you what you want and what you need from a relationship. So set your boundaries early on in the relationship. Oh, I'm a very big believer in that because then there's, you, you don't want to be sitting at the table of disappointment. If you're not being honest, 
don't be afraid to be honest, because if that person's making you feel afraid, chances are that person is not the right person for you. Yeah, and there are plenty of fish in the sea, and you just have to believe. And as long as you're, you've done the work, you're, you're sitting in a good place in your life, you're going to attract the right person eventually. But, and I think that you'll agree with me, Rory, is you have to do the work. It's not like the olden days where someone would just come, you know, walking up to you and go, hey, you're the life, love of my life or whatever. <laughs> like, let's, it's just not like that anymore. You have to put in the work. No. Oh, absolutely. And I believe like a lot of times that I'm talking about, you know, for people who are probably above the age of 25, when I say this, if you don't have any baggage, it means you haven't traveled. Exactly. You know, so don't be afraid. You know, don't be, be honest. Be upfront about that. And be vulnerable. In order to fall in love, you need to be vulnerable, but not with everybody. They have to prove themselves (laughs) first. All right, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. We're talking all things dating with Rory Sassoon. We'll be back. Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. We're talking to Rory Sassoon. She's a New York dating and relationship expert, the co-founder of matchmaking service Platinum Poix. We are discussing all things dating from the perspective of two matchmakers. Yes, some of you might not know that I'm a matchmaker, but I am. (laughs) Because I don't talk about it on every show, of course. But yes, I am. All right, so let's talk about what's too much to talk about early on in a relationship. So how do you feel, Rory, uh, about being too honest and open early on in a relationship? I think some things don't and shouldn't be communicated too early on in a relationship. What are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I give this advice, Laura, all the time. Like, for example, you know, somebody who needs to talk about their ex, leave your ex in the X-Files. Please do not talk about your ex on the date, especially early on. I'm not saying, you know, if somebody asks, like, what ended your last relationship? Oh, you know, we ended up, we got divorced. I mean, it doesn't, that's also something else. That's, that's not, it's not sex, but it's also a form of communication that's actually an intimate conversation. Be light, be fun, be playful, have a good time. Let the person realize why they asked you out on a date in the first place, because you are that fun, light, happy person. So any talk about an ex, you know, it's just, it's not never a fun conversation, you know, build up to that and see if this person's even worth having this conversation with later on. Yeah, and if you're on Prozac, you don't need to tell people that early on in a relationship, not like on the first or second date. I mean, see where things are heading before you start talking about more personal issues. After all, you are meeting strangers, and you don't want these strangers walking away with your little secrets. Like, they don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't know you. Like, you, they you don't even know this person. So you really don't need to tell everybody uh, your secrets early on. I remember, I, I still remember this moment. I had these guys show up to my speed. I've been running speed dating events. I don't know if you know that, Rory, for 18 years with Single in the City. And oh, wow. these guys showed up to my event. And this one guy was walking around telling people that he's got mental issues and he's on Prozac and all this. Mm-hmm. Like, during speed dating, so I had to pull him aside and go, hey, listen, 
stop doing that. Like, really? I mean, it's going to make it like these people, <laughs> these people are going to show up and be like, Laura, um, like, what kind of guys are these? Yeah, it looks bad on me and it looks bad on you. Stop it. <laughs> you need some dating day coaching before you can even be here. How many people do you see, though, that come to you where you're like, okay, I need to, like, take you aside and teach you a few things before I can set you up? Because I come across that a little bit. <laughs> Well it's, interesting. well, it's interesting, you know, because my partner, you know, is a doctor and he is a, an executive life coach as well. He's also a profiler. So it's, it's interesting because he'll kind of know in advance when he's profiling that person, what issues that person has. And if they really are in a state where they're not ready to date, we will tell them that and we'll be like, listen, you need to really do the work on yourself if, you know, if that's the case, because we want to create healthy relationships. It's all about being healthy inside, healthy outside to have a healthy relationship, which means you've done the work, like we said before. Um, clearly, if we see an issue, then that person's not ready to date at that point. So yeah. we, will, we will deal with that. I totally agree, and I always offer up dating, date coaching. Otherwise, I really can't match them up. I mean, if they're not willing to work on themselves, then I can't really help them. So uh, what's the right. point? I'm going to set you up, and then they're going to they're gonna turn you down eventually because you're not ready. So you need to do the work first. So how do you feel about second chances? So this is a topic that comes up a lot. You go on a date, uh, you're kind of feeling them, but you're not overly physically attracted to them initially. What do you have to say to you know, it's, 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 it's a great question. It happens a lot. And I always say, well, you know, a lot of times I'll get a phone call from a guy. And I'll be like, you know, the conversation was really good, really pretty girl, um, smart. You know, you could see good parent, good mom. Um, I'm like, yeah. They're like, but I'm not really sure what it is. I'm like, okay, let's just cut to the chase. Bottom line is you don't want to rip her clothes off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Exactly. I'm like, okay, but did you kiss her? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. But everything else, seems like it went well. You see, you're not sure about the chemistry, but you thought, you know, she was a great person. You had a good time. Time flew. Kissed her. <laughs> Go on another date. Figure it out. You know, see what happens. It's in the kiss. If the kiss is bad, okay. No problem. I'm not going to tell you to try it again. Because if it's a bad kiss, then there's nowhere to go from there. And she could be a rock star in bed. For all you know, right? Yeah, she could. But it's rock star, woo, taking off the chandeliers and stuff, doing backflips in bed. Like guys love that. <laughs> okay, so you know what? There is a Canadian. There's a there is a coach in Canada that suggests she's got a book out. You know what? I probably shouldn't. I'm not going to mention who it is, but she suggests that you don't kiss until after three months of knowing this person. <laughs> what do you think about that? That's I, I think that's ridiculous because that's ridiculous. Trust me, oh, come on. That's ridiculous. Swipe saliva. Come on. You have to kiss. Kissing's nothing. Yeah. And if I don't, I remember when I was dating my husband, I mean, we kissed, okay, on the third date. And like, I wanted to kiss him and he wanted to kiss me. Imagine that three, three months for that. Come on. Come on. Come on none. Okay. I agree. And going back to, um, you know, someone that doesn't, a potential partner that doesn't check all the boxes. If you only date a certain type of person, 
you limit the number of people who could potentially be right for you. So you shouldn't lower your standards or feel like you're settling, but rather date outside your comfort zone. Open your mind and give other people a chance. And even though they don't necessarily fall into your usual, let's say, dating category, um, just give them a chance. And I've heard so many people falling hard after they got to know the person, and I'm sure you have too, Rory. And keep in mind, too, that sometimes people aren't themselves on the first date because the nerves kick in and maybe they do or say some silly things. But So just keep those things in mind. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. You know, I think that sometimes when you have a type, you box yourself in where you don't broaden your parameters. And that's why, obviously, you were still back to where you are, which is single and not in a successful relationship because you're not open. You know, obviously, it's not working for you, whatever you've been doing. So try something else. Yeah, try something new. So how important is it that your partner shares the same activities as you do? You know, I have to say that I think that your value system is what you need to share. Exactly. If you both don't love to go skiing, okay, you both don't love to go skiing. If you both don't love to play tennis, then you don't need to play tennis together. But if your value system is the same, To me, that's everything. That's the foundation for a healthy relationship. It's okay. Like I always say, opposites attract, but then they destroy each other. And what do I mean by that? Opposite value systems, not opposite personalities. Well, that's it for our show today. Rory, thank you so much for being a part of it. It was really nice to meet you uh, over the phone. Where can people learn more about you? Laura, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Um, they can find me on my Instagram at Rory Sassoon, or they can check us out at PlatinumQua.com. And how about your podcast? And the podcast is actually available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify at Let's Get Raw with Rory. And summer has just left us, and the dating industry is starting to get really busy again. So if you're single and ready to meet someone and maybe just tired of swiping endlessly on dating apps, check out my virtual speed dating platform. Meet up to 12 professionals in one night. And you can also check out my affordable matchmaking service at singleinthecity.ca. You can also find me on Instagram, official Laura Bellotta, or follow the show on Instagram, The Dating and Relationship Show. Thanks, everybody, for listening and tuning in. Ciao.